Um, this week, as I was preparing, um, I hit this this point of I couldn't focus or function because there were circumstances that were playing in my brain and ran wild and had grown to the size of an overflowing river in my mind. And I didn't feel like I had, I didn't have the assurance and the understanding on how I was going to see myself past certain things. And, um, and, and quite honestly, it just felt impossible to me. Some things that I was processing in my mind uh, felt impossible. Has anyone ever felt this before? All right, cool. Are any of you feeling this right now with something? All right. Um, you know, I was fighting this feeling of not being a victim to my circumstances. And I, I don't know if you've experienced this before, but you're, you're in the middle of a circumstance and you begin telling yourself uh, with this, this language turns where you become like, why is this happening to me? How come? And you know what I mean? You, you all of a sudden become a victim of these circumstances that you're in the middle of. Um, and really, it was based on my inability to control what was going on. And I desperately needed to know how I was going to succeed at what seemed like in my mind uh, was the impossible feat of getting to the other side of this raging river of circumstances that seemed like they were at flood levels. So um, I ended up... <laughs> understanding and realizing that this is a term, I don't know if you've used this before, I was getting completely owned by my circumstances. Have you ever, have you ever used that term before? Like, dude, I just got owned. Or you tell your buddy, like, dude, you just got owned, right? So you guys contextually kind of understand what that means, right? You just, okay, cool. I don't have to explain that. Um, I realized I was getting owned by these circumstances, and so I made a call to, to Pastor Jeff and uh, we played phone tag for about a day and a half, which was awesome because when you're sitting in the middle of something like that, you, you, you f I make this call like I'm reaching out and I'm thinking this is going to help me, but then I'm just floating and I feel like I'm treading water and I can't function, and which creates anxiety, right? And all of a sudden I'm like, okay, and then who? And then I feel isolated and then uh, this, and I'm thinking. So I call Pastor Jeff because I was like, bro, I need to know how to get past this. And he said something very important to me, and I won't get into the details, but, but this is really what he, he said to me, that the answer to what you are looking for is not a strategy how, but a person of who. And he directed me back to the presence of God and back to the Lord and said, what you need is you, you need the Lord. You, you have to stay fixed in so many words. We had a beautiful discussion I needed God to intervene in the middle of what seemed like impossible circumstances. And in Joshua chapter 4, verse 10, I'm going to read this to you guys this morning. It says, For the priests who carried the ark were standing in the middle of the Jordan until everything was completed that the Lord had commanded Joshua to speak to the people. Now, I want, you, I want to give you some context. The Jordan at this time of year was not a trickle or a creek. It was at flood levels. 
I want you to, okay, I want you to grab this. You, you personally may feel like one way because the season you're looking in the natural and your circumstances are at flood levels. And it says that they were standing, these priests were standing with the ark in the middle of the Jordan until everything was completed. The Lord had commanded Joshua to speak to the people. And, and these people, you're talking like close to 2 million people that were trying to make their way out of exile. They had been enslaved in Egypt. They'd been walking in the wilderness for 40 years. You're talking generations. And they're trying to make it to the land that God had promised them. And it says, according, they, they obeyed the Lord's commands and according to all that Moses had commanded Joshua because Moses was Joshua's predecessor. It says, and the people hurried and crossed and when all the people had finished crossing, then the ark of the Lord and the priests crossed in front of the people. This scripture is the very moment, the very moment that Joshua and the nation of Israel stopped being owned by the enemy. Let me say this again. This is the very moment that Joshua and an entire nation stopped being owned by the enemy. And what they thought was impossible about their circumstances, and they made the decision to take ownership by standing in what was possible with the Lord. Let's pray this morning. Lord, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that the word that you have for us this morning would break off the bondage of defeat, of victimhood, of being owned by our circumstances, and that this morning I'm going to pray right now for a flood of freedom in the midst of what seems impossible, and you bring what's possible when we, we adhere to staying in your presence. We desperately need you. We need a who, we don't need a how. So Father, would you deliver this morning on being the who that we need? And everyone in agreement said, amen and amen. Somebody needs a word today about what is possible with the Lord in your life. I want you to know something. Someone, you've been struggling. You need a word this morning about what is possible in your life, even though it seems impossible. And I don't know what that circumstance is, but I'm going to give us some practical things this morning that I feel like the Lord dropped into my heart as I was walking through some things this week. I love when you are preparing a message. The message is preparing you. Today, we're going to talk about how to take ownership over your life rather than life taking ownership over you. How many of you need that this morning? All right. As a follower of Jesus, we're in a series called Normal, so let me make the normal statement. As a follower of Jesus, I want you to know it's normal to take ownership. It's completely normal for you to take ownership. And like Joshua, you were made to take ownership. Let, it, let, let me take us back to Genesis 1. This is the beginning of it all. In verse 26, this is what God says. He says, then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps the earth. So God created man in his own image. 
In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion. Can you turn to somebody and say dominion? Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living creature that moves on the earth. Now, I want to describe for you what dominion is. It's a fancy word that really just means ownership, but we don't use the word dominion. In fact, I want to tell you that when you hear the word dominion, you may hear the word dominate as if to rule over and control as a dictator would. But I'm going to describe for you what this word dominion means. You were made for dominion under this pretense. It means to rule and reign, to take ownership as a steward or caretaker over something. Last week we heard about authority, so let me, let, let me say this. When you exercise authority, the exercise of the authority that God has given you is when you take dominion. God blessed the message last week, but if on its own, I'm going to tell you something. You're going to be sitting on the shore of the Jordan and you're not going to be standing in the middle of it. You have to take ownership. Let me give you a deeper description because I use the word steward and this is an important word for us to understand. Taking dominion means that you're a steward who is a caregiver. Steward is the manager of a household or of household affairs, especially a steward manager or a superintendent to whom the head of the house or proprietor has entrusted, follow me, just stay with me, has entrusted the management of his affairs. Are you following me so far? The care of receipts and expenditures and the duty of dealing out the proper portion to every servant and even to the children not yet of age, or we would say a house distributor. It would be a fiscal agent or a treasurer. Now, I know you were made to be a steward in the image of God, not according to your own image. So when we think about dominion, we have to understand that you are to walk in dominion and take ownership according to God's image and likeness because that's what you were created in. But sin entered into the picture, separated us from that. And now we, wanna, we want to take dominion according to our own character, our own image and our own likeness. Are you with me this morning? Okay. When it says you were made in the image and likeness of God, the image is physical and the likeness is your character. You were, so let me say it this way. You were, made, you were made with the physical attributes and the character of God. Why is this important? Because you and I need to be a distributor of this authority according to God's character. You were made to take dominion ownership over life's circumstances as a house distributor of care. Character. 
And that would be according to God's character. Not mine, not yours. You were made to take ownership according to God's mission. You were meant and built to take dominion to accomplish and according to God's mission. Applying his character to your life circumstances. When we get this twisted, we go, we, we take ownership and we go from being a mission manager of God's to a micromanager of men. When you feel the need to control, you're being a dictator. When you apply God's character, you're being a distributor of care. And that's what a steward means. That's what taking dominion in your life, me taking dominion in my life means. So when I take ownership of a steward, and when you take ownership of a steward, you take ownership over your finances, what are you doing? I understand that my finances got me stressed out and it looks like I'm in a season of flood levels, raging waters, and it seems impossible. But I'm going to now take dominion over my finances by what? I'm gonna apply and distribute God's character over my finances. When your relationships are broken, it doesn't need more of your character and my character. It doesn't need micromanagement and control. It needs God's mission. It needs mission management. We need to take dominion by applying God's character to our relationships. Husbands and wives, apply God's character to your marriage. Apply God's character to your job. Apply God's character to your political affiliations. It is completely normal for you and I to take ownership, dominion in your life and over your life as a distributor of God's character. And that changes everything. Because when you hear somebody talk about being generous with your finances, you understand they're not your finances, that you're managing a mission of someone else's, and that you're going to apply God's character to your finances, and you understand then that your 100% really means 100%. (laughs) Man, Holy Spirit, please come. For us to take this normal ownership, though, we have to take responsibility. We have to take responsibility. In the very beginning of this story that I just read of Joshua standing in the middle of the Jordan, let let me read this. This is the very first chapter of the book of Joshua. It says, Now it came about after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' servant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Joshua knew Moses was dead. God was reminding him he was dead because he needed Joshua to understand that the way that Joshua thought things were going to be done 
were no longer and he was doing a new thing. That perhaps in our lives, we don't take ownership because we think God's doing one thing, but God said that thing is dead and now I want to do a new thing in your life and you're up. You're waiting for other people to lead your life more than you're willing to lead your own. You want everyone else to take more ownership over your life than you're willing to take over your own. But I want you to know that Moses is dead, Joshua. It's time for you to step in and step up. So what does God tell him? Now arise. Cross this Jordan. And that implies to me that that's one Jordan and he's going to have a few other Jordans to cross in life. He says, now arise. The old thing is dead, but I'm doing a new thing in you. I need you to take ownership and be a distributor of my character over this Jordan so I can prove to you that my way is locked, solid, firm foundation and my character never changes. I feel like you guys, somebody needs to stand up and shout something like, come on, come on. Man, Jesus, Jesus ain't coming back for a quiet church. I always had a problem sitting in my seat in school. Amen. He says, so now arise, cross this Jordan, you and all the people to the land which I'm giving to them, to the sons of Israel. So what I love, Joshua, he took ownership by taking the personal responsibility to arise himself and cross the Jordan. You know, God was already giving him the land, but he had to take personal responsibility and join him. I'm going to say that again. God has already given you. He has already prospered you. He has already called you victorious. He's already seen you on this side of addiction. He's seen you on this side of your sickness. He's seen you on this side of your grief. He's seen you on this side of that divorce. He's seen you on this side of that abortion. He's seen you on this side of God already saw Joshua and the nation of Israel on the other side of the Jordan, but they needed to step and step up, take ownership by taking responsibility and joining God what he had already given them. Nah, you ain't ready for this. Yosemite did Yosemite did something to me, man. Joshua Joshua knew God's character was trustworthy. See, if you're going to apply God's character to something, you have to know God's character. So when you're like, Pat, you got to apply God's character, you're like, what's God's character? 
Joshua already knew what God's character was. Why? Because he had spent time with God. In fact, while his predecessor Moses was out talking to God, Moses is the guy that got the Ten Commandments. While, while Moses is out gallivanting around in the cleft of the rock, seeing God's glory and all that stuff, you know where Joshua was? Joshua was in the tent spending time in the presence of God. He was being prepared. He was learning the character of his king. He was learning the character of his deliverer. He was learning the character of his provision. He was learning the character of the one who made possible those things that I think are impossible. And then God says something very fascinating to him. He's like, I know you know my character because you've spent time with me, but I want you to stay reminded of my character. So he, this is what he says to him. He says, study the book of instructions continually. Do you know what that book is? I'm going to give you like 500 guesses and the first 499 don't count. What is the book of instruction? Dang, you guys are like on it. Study this book of instruction continually. Why? To remind yourself of the character of God because I want you to know something. The enemy wants to step in and remind you not of God's character but of his own character that he wants to shade you with. The enemy loves to throw shade on you. The enemy loves to shadow you with his character. He wants you to sit like I was this last week, full of anxiety, not, not able to think. I'm going to tell you something. When you feel dark, when you think this is impossible, that is the character and the shade and the shadow of a devil and of a liar. Can somebody please stand up and shout me down this morning? And then God goes further. He says, I don't even want you to, just don't even stay in it. Continue. I want you to meditate on it. Well, I'm not like, don't get all woo-woo on me. Right? But there is something to meditating on something, chewing on it, sitting with it, ruminating on it, immersing yourself in it, seeing it and being willing to go in head first and sit at the bottom of it and say, whatever you have for me, fill my lungs with it. Meditate on it. How often? Day and night. You know why? Because we have short memories. Our memory is about as short as my inseam. I'm all torso, man. All the other men's in my in my family are like six four. I'm barely five ten. I got a six four torso and a four foot two leg inseam. Humanity has memories about the size of my inseam. We're all up in the head and we lose our legs. And God needs you to stand, so you need to know your legs. So he's like, you need to meditate on this day and night. This isn't like a once a, once a week thing. He says, meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you what? Prosper and succeed in what? In that one thing. Oh, no. Only in that one area of your life. No? In all, can you turn to somebody and say, in all things, I was made to be victorious. We're probably going to spend a few extra minutes together this morning. Are you okay with that? All right. 
That's when the Holy Spirit shows up, man. I need someone to wipe my brow. Yeah, Lord, where do you want us to go? I want you to know that when you take ownership and personal responsibility and you apply God's character over your life, you're imposing God's image and likeness over your Jordans. You're imposing who he is in the middle of a season of seemingly impossible situations. And wherever you lack taking ownership, there's always something taking ownership of you. I'm gonna say that again. Someone is driving. Wherever you lack taking ownership, there is someone or something taking ownership over you. By imposing their character, image, and likeness over your life. And I want you to know there's times it feels like you keep having to take ownership over the same things. Can I tell you, you're not broken? Taking ownership and taking personal responsibility is not a one-time occurrence. It's a repeat. Because you know what's crazy about this whole story? Good old Josh he arises, he assumes command, he steps in. They show up. They show up to the edge of the Jordan. And the instructions were, have the priest step in. And when the priest's foot touched the water, it wasn't the priest, what was it? It was because the priests were in company with the presence of God. They were carrying the character of God in the Ark of the Covenant, right? And so when those priests touched the Jordan, the impossible situation with the character of God, the waters parted. And they stood in the middle of it. God, God is standing in the middle of your circumstances with you. Will you join him? But here, I want you to know something. Frustration is going to set in if you think when you climb out of that riverbed that it's done. There's work still to do. Joshua then had to turn around and go into the land of Canaan, the land promised to them, and they had to take the land. When you take ownership, that means you're willing to take occupation. And when you take occupation of an area in your life, that means you need to drive out the inhabitants that are living there and trying to stake occupation and take ownership. So Joshua, there's this amazing story. Joshua has to continue taking ownership and taking personal responsibility and so it's a city called Jericho so what he did he has to go and he has to take Jericho now 
And they're just there, they walk around Jericho and they play, they play like the instruments and stuff, super weird. Send the band out when you want to like defeat someone. No, said nobody. They walk around. What happens on the seventh day? The walls fall down. Let me tell you something. They had to go a step further and take more responsibility. You know when the walls fell? They didn't stand outside the walls and go, Puh, look at that. No, they had to climb over the rubble of the walls and they had to start taking ownership of the city. They had to occupy the city that today maybe what God is saying, Holy Spirit, come right now that we need to arise that you need to stand up. You need to arise in the middle of your circumstances, in the middle of your Jordans, in the middle of the impossible, and you need to take occupation. You need to take ownership. You need to take responsibility, and we are gonna be distributors of God's character over our cities. We're gonna distribute God's character over our nation. You're gonna distribute God's character over your home over your community, over our church. This is our call. It is time, family, it is time to take ownership. (laughs) This is about 40,000 who were equipped for war, crossed for battle before the Lord to the desert plains of Jericho. Are you part of the 40,000? Come forward. Because I am commissioning you to go. It is time to arise and take ownership and take responsibility and go. We are gonna shout the walls down, but we are gonna take back what the enemy has stolen. We are no longer gonna stand and allow the enemy to own us. It is time to take ownership. It is time to take ownership. It is time, it is time. You've been equipped, you've been prepared. When you don't know what to do, you're gonna turn to the presence of God. When you don't know what to do, you're gonna turn to somebody, you're gonna call one of us, you go, I don't know what to do, and we're gonna remind you, God's character, distribute God's character over your situation. Let's close our eyes. I want you to know, some of you, Satan no longer holds the deed to your life. If you're dealing with addiction this morning, if you're dealing with addictions this morning of any kind, I want you to know something. Satan is winning the war because he's distributing his character over you. And it is time for that to be broken. It is time for that to be broken in the name of Jesus. It is time for that to be broken. Holy Spirit, come right now. Begin to deliver and release right now. Your job right now is to actually take ownership. You have authority. Your job right now is to stand on top of that addiction. You are not not under that addiction any longer. You are not under the addiction of pornography any longer. You're not under the addiction of marijuana any longer. You're not under the addiction of alcohol any longer. You're not underneath the addiction of nicotine any longer. You're not under the addiction of cocaine any longer. You are not under the addiction of pharmaceutical drugs any longer. You are not under the addiction of using eating to soothe your pain any longer. I want you to know something. 
When you distribute God's character, this is what I love about being a distributor of God's character when you take ownership. His character never runs out and it never changes. You know what that means for you? His provision is abundant. It never runs out. So right now, Lord Jesus, the hearts and the hands, if you're standing up front, and even if you're in the back and you just were like, I ain't walking forward, you can raise your hand. Just hold your hands out, okay? Right now, right now, Lord Jesus, these hearts and hands are saying, I wanna take ownership. I'm ready to arise. I'm ready to cross this Jordan. I'm ready to join you in what it is that you're doing. I'm ready to be a steward. I'm ready to take ownership. I'm ready to take personal responsibility. I'm ready to be a distributor of your character over my life. I'm ready to be a distributor of your character over the lives of the people around me. But one thing is for sure, I will no longer stand by. I will no longer lay down. And I will no longer be victim to having the enemy cast his shadow and shade and his character of his image and likeness over me. Today, I am walking in freedom. Today, I am walking in freedom. Today, I am walking released. Today, I am walking free. Today, I am walking free. Can you just say right now, say, today, I am walking free. I want you to say, you need to believe this. Today, I'm walking free. Today, I'm taking ownership. I'm distributing God's character. There is nothing God cannot bring life to. Some of you feel like situations are dead and gone, and God said, I just have not yet gotten you to the end of the gestational period of what I impregnated you with in the spirit. That what you heard was right, but you just haven't seen it manifest in the physical yet. And God says, I want you to hold on. I want you to be assured that my character isn't isn't changing. My character is firm. There is nothing too far gone. How many of you are facing impossible Jordan River season flood water situations right now? Raise your hand if you're facing those. Okay, this is what we're gonna do. We're, we're, we're gonna take those right now and we're gonna take them and we're gonna take ownership over them. Are you guys ready for this? Here's what I want you to do right now. I want you, whatever that is, this is important. You have to say it. I felt like the Lord wants you this morning. You have to say it with your mouth. You have to say, God, I am taking ownership over, and you need to say it right now. Just begin to say it. God, I am taking ownership over. Begin, just begin to open your mouth and say it. Listen, if you can't name it, you can't change it. If you can't name it, you can't change it. You can think it all you want, but you can't think it into existence. If you can't name it, you can't change it. Holy Spirit, breathe. Holy Spirit, breathe. Some of you feel like your lungs have literally collapsed, like you've been struggling, like there's been pressure in your chest. Who's been experiencing that? Anxiety where your chest feels heavy. Raise your hand. Anxiety. Anxiety. If you see somebody that raises their hand about anxiety, can you just put your hand on them? Right now, right now, release the weight. Right now, release the weight. Melissa, the weight is being released. It is time. It is time, daughter. It is time. You've been carrying burdens for far too long, and God said right now, those are being released. You're taking, you're standing over them. You're not, you're not doing it in your strength. 
You're doing it underneath the reign and the rule of the king. And you're administering with care God's character. From this day forward, God's character over those situations, whatever those are, right now. God, I break anxiety and this feeling, this burden and this weight on our chest. We feel like we can't breathe. I just speak right now, enemy, you have, you have no power. God has breathed his breath into your lungs and the enemy has no power over that breath because he was not the one who gave it to you. He's a liar. And right now, we're gonna take that territory back. We're taking the territory of your mind back right now. Anxiety right now has to go. Anxiety has to go. Anxiety has to go. Anxiety has to go. Fear has to go. Fear has to flee. It's time to live, family. It's time to live in our promises. It's time to live. It's time for us to stand in the impossible situations because we're standing with a possible God. And I'm done. The last two years have taught me, I'll tell you what, I feel like I got my butt handed to me. It's because I was too focused on where I was standing and what I could do and I needed to get out of my impossibles and get into what was possible with God. I'm just being real. Can, any, can anyone relate? Okay, those days are gone. Moses is dead. There's no use in going back to yesterday. Terry, do you have a word? Do you? Come up here. Some of you need to be reminded, right? So we need to be reminded. So, Terry, I feel like you have a word, um, and it's going to help remind us. So the Lord's been, um, just last week from the women's, uh, Julie's women's meeting, and then Haley, and God's really been impressing on me to do a study of time. And all day long today, you've mentioned time and time and time. And he reminded me of the difference, the two types of time that the Bible talks about. Chronological time, which is exactly what it is, time, and then Cairo's time, which is right now God's perfect encounter, his his um, experience. That's Cairo's. Right now, today, we're all meant to be here listening to this, having this experience because this was the appointment that God had for us. And it's it's not something that you can control it's interesting today that the time went back and gave us extra time because isn't God so good, right? So that we could be here at this time to experience his perfect timing for this word, for this, for this sending out into the season. And he also reminded me of um, the story in the Bible in Luke, the woman that lost the coins. And she searched and searched and searched and searched and searched and searched for it. And Jesus was giving this parable saying when she found it, like I got it, it's time to rejoice over what we have found. And I just, for me, I just feel like God is like, there's things that I'm like, oh my gosh, I got it. I found it. I found it. I've been looking and looking and looking and I couldn't remember it. I couldn't find it. I've been, it's been so frustrating and full of anxiety and floodwaters, everything that you talked about. But in this 
day, this experience, this is our Kairos time, God's perfect timing for this. Such a good word. Hey, listen, I'm gonna pray. If you need prayer, or if you just wanna continue to stay here, Andrew's gonna keep tinkling on the piano. Just stay in this moment for all of you. Lord, just bless us as we go today.